Yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kelly coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird. I know you can't get enough. Colors comic corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kelly coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. Alright, so we're recording now. Uh, we have talked about so many things. Before I hit the record button, that I wish I had been recording, but I also feel like we would have made, uh, I don't know, enemies, new friends. We would have run, we would have run some people off. Yeah, it might have run a few people off. It's, it's entirely possible. So we're going to start out, though, tonight. We have it, deep conversations around here. I yes. don't know that I would have called any of it a deep conversation. Mm. Well, depends on... <laughs> it was pretty lame. Ha <laughs> Anyway. All right. All right. So, since it is the month of Halloween, all month long, I thought we'd start off tonight with we'll test our knowledge on horror movie trivia. Now, I have not read these questions either. Spooky. Spooky horror movies. All right. Ready? So, here's the first one. First question. Who? I know the. This is the only of these. The only question on this quiz that. that I've read, and this is from the quiz.com. Like the whiz, but the quiz. <laughs> Who was the villain in the original Friday the 13th movie? Tell them. Cindy, you buzzed in? Your mama! <laughs> that was good. It was <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees. I'm not even going to click that one because I know it's true. All right, second question. You're not this, even going to give me kudos for knowing yes, the answer? I'm giving you kudos. Very good. Uh, all right, this one's taking us to Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street takes place where? And I have multiple choice. Springwood, Ohio, Springwood, California, or Cunningham County, New Jersey? I'm going to... Go ahead, Josh. Well, I think it's California. You think it's California? I'm going to say Ohio. I'm also going to say Ohio. Springwood, Ohio. Okay. And that is correct. Springwood, Ohio. Springwood, Ohio. You don't know anything about Freddy. Dream Warriors. That's right. All right, question three. Come on, Josh, get with it, man. Who (laughs) did Captain Elliot Spencer become? Now, I know the answer to this one without even reading the multiple choice, but I'll pose it to you. Who's Captain Elliot Spencer? Well, I guess you're not going to get this right. I guess not. All right, so here we go. Lawnmower Man, (laughs) Jigsaw... Tall man or pinhead? <laughs> All terrifying villains. They are? Sure. Okay. Lawnmower man? Lawnmower man. That was uh, Jeff Fahey, Jeff I believe. Fahey. Wait, what? That was real? Yeah, it was based on a Stephen... Oh, the Stephen movie King was based story. on a Stephen King short story, but the movie had nothing to do with the short story. Hmm. I'm going to... I don't know, but I'm going to say pinhead. 
You're right, by the way. Yes. I haven't even clicked it, but I know that that's Pinhead. Pinhead. Zinga, Josh. All right. In the game. This is an interesting question. It's a yes or no question. Do you want to play a game? I think we know that the answer to this should be no. no. Never. No, no, no. Anyone ever. I'm going to hit no. Yes, you do not ever hit. What movie is that from? Jigsaw. Oh. War games, actually. That's what I see. That's what I was. Thinking. Well, you know what? It could be our war games. I don't want to play that play, game either. Shall we? Doesn't it global the, thermal nuclear, nuclear war. war? But don't they say shall we play a oh, game? Oh yeah, they may say it that. Shall way. we play shall a we game? Shall we play a game? How about global thermal nuclear war? How about tic tac toe? How many Michael Myers Halloween <laughs> movies are there? I'd have to add this up in my head. Hold on. I'm gonna say eight. That is one of the options. What? Now, and I don't know when this quiz was written, so I don't know if it includes the most recent Halloween. Are, movie. Is there? Are there other options? There is so, it multiple choice. There's eight, nine, ten, or four. We can scratch four right off the bat. It's definitely not four. So there's Halloween, the original, Halloween two, Halloween four, mm-hmm. Halloween five. Halloween H2O, Halloween uh, Resurrection, that's the one with Busta Rhymes, the two Rob Zombie Halloween movies. But do they count those? They're Michael Myers. And then there'd be the new one that just came out. So it should be nine, right? Or am I missing one? should be nine. Nine. Yes, nine. Bully on you guys. group effort. That's right. Bully on you guys. I was going to say six. But that wasn't an option. <laughs> Should characters get together in a horror film? Yes or no? No. Yes. No, they die if they get together. They should, because they should at least have one last happy All right, I'll hit yes moment. for you, Cindy. No. That's all right. Okay, this movie, this is a quote. I'm guessing it's wanting you to tell them. The quote is, why are you doing this? And it has a picture of the strangers. I know the answer to this. So this is a quote from the movie The Strangers, and I guess it said, here are your choices. The question was not answered in the movie, because we have to, because it's fun, because you were home. That's it, because you were home. Yeah, that's what they say. That was scary. They say, because you were home. Yep, boom. That's crazy. Yeah. What, do they just knock on somebody's door? Mm-hmm. That's what, at the end of the movie, they said, why are you doing this? Because you were home. Is that the one with uh, Liv Tyler ben, and, and and what's his name from Felicity? Yeah, that's Scott it. Scott Speedman. How many how many versions of the thing are there? Too many. No, not too many. Now wait a minute. This is kind of a trick question. Oh yeah, it's a little bit because there's the thing from outer space that came out in the fifties or whatever. That's that, the original that has James Arnaz as the monster. Do you know the? Do they resolve that one? He's a giant carrot. He's, it doesn't yeah, he's matter. A giant vegetable monster. Then there's John Carpenter's, the thing. which was in theory a remake to right. the James Arnaz one. And then the other one that came out the was thing, a prequel. A prequel. So I'm going to count that. So there should be three. Yes. Well, I but I wouldn't three, count three. Three's the see, answer. I wouldn't count the prequel. Well, it wasn't a version of the movie. No, it wasn't. It was its own movie. Do any of them have resolutions in the endings of the movies? Oh my god! You're the Are worst. you left wondering with all of them? Yes. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to wonder. I know what happened. Here's the reality of the situation. At the end of John Carpenter's The Thing, I believe they're both infected. 
I believe neither of them okay, are affected, the and they thing. both freeze to death. Here's the thing, though. If I paid good money to sit and watch this movie, I want you to answer it for me. I don't. That's not how horror movies work. Oh, it it did answer it for you. No, They're dead. They die. Sure, if you they don't died. think they die at the end of that movie, that's all. But I, mean, I still want to know who the bad guy was. Oh, my gosh. They killed the bad guy. They, they both die. They're both infected. And then they could make another one where another crew comes in and finds their frozen bodies. According to the video game infected? that came out after the John Carpenter movie, that's what happens. What's what happened? They a uh, crew comes to the to the the site and, and then yeah. it all starts up again. Yeah. All right. Here's a picture. What is this object? I know the answer. It's a, and here is the here's the options. That's from uh, Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's from Hellraiser. Is it the Lament configuration? How the fuck am the I? The Lamarchand configuration, a means to summon. The Cenobites? Yeah, that. Or all of the above? All of the above. above. It is all of the above. I feel so smart. You are. Thanks. Holy sh... Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know the answer to this one. All right. What? Yeah. What inspired the fictional relationship between Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter? Is it John Douglas' interviews with David Berkowitz? Robert Capel's interviews with Ted Bundy? Ken Landerwehr's interviews with Dennis Rader, that one. or Patrick Kennedy's interviews with Jeffrey Dahmer. That one. You think it was Jeffrey Dahmer? No, because that's, that's so, no, that's, no, no, because the Dahmer, Dahmer stuff was after yeah. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. I think it's Ted Bundy. I think it has to be Ted Bundy because he was. Did he eat his? I don't know if he ate him, but he was he was super charming. Everybody loved him. I'm gonna click Ted Bundy. It was Ted Bundy. Yeah, he was the one everybody loved. He was the one that got the love letter. You know, here's the travesty. The travesty about Ted Bundy is that they executed him. They should have studied that guy for the rest of his life in jail as a case study for but that here's kind of the, behavior. But here's the thing. He lived for that. I know. He would have put on such a show. I know. Would they have gotten the true study? It would have been a study. I don't know if it would have been the result that they were looking for. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's a travesty for science that they No, I get what him. you're saying. I Yeah, I could agree with that. All right, next question. We're going to the universe of Scream. Wes Craven's Scream. What is... I know the answer to this one. What is, the Randy, what is Randy Meek's favorite scary movie? Who was Randy Meek? Randy Meek's was played by Jamie Kennedy. He was the breakout character of the Scream movies. Of the first two. So, all right, so he was asked on the phone. He got on the phone with uh, the killer, and the killer says, What's your favorite scary movie? And he, he gave says one, something like The Wizard of Oz. He said, here are your options. Happy Birthday to Me, Showgirls, April Fool's Day, or Hardcore. Showgirls is what he says. It is Showgirls. I know it is, yes. He goes, Showgirls. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. All right. I met Jamie Kennedy. You did? Was he nice? Yeah, he's super nice. I was like, please tell me he's nice. He was. He was super cool. Was he punking you? No. As part of a... Hidden camera television. No. Oh my god, remember we used to watch that show. And what was that show called? The Jamie Kennedy Experience. Yeah. yeah. No, he was reading for a part on Dark Angel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so. Which statement about Freddy Krueger is false? Mm. He's the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. He was wrongfully executed by a mob of townspeople. Alice Cooper played his father. There was a prequel made called Freddy's Nightmares. I'm going to say Alice Cooper. 
You're wrong. I'll tell you that now before I even click it. I don't know. It's that. a trick question the way it's worded. I I don't think there was a prequel. There was a prequel. They show his origin story in the Freddy. There was a TV oh, show called Freddy's Nightmares. Then I know what it, it is. He's the bastard son of a thousand maniacs. No, he's a, that. Instead of a Oh, hundred. you know what? That's true. All right, so I was going to say it was a trick question because it says he was wrongfully executed by a mob of townspeople. But I'm pretty sure Freddy Krueger was responsible for the things yeah. he did. So that means he's not wrongfully executed, right? Right. He was executed for... I mean, it was wrong that they aren't judge, well, jury, and executioner. Yeah, they were a lynch mob. But, but you're true. It is It is that he's the bastard son of a thousand maniacs, right? Not it's a not a hundred maniacs. So which one should we go with? Right. What do you think, Cindy? It's one of those two. I go with the thousand, with the hundred maniacs. All right. No, he is a hundred maniacs. It says, I think he was... A, we got to look this up. Look up how many daddies that Freddy Krueger had. <laughs> I thought it was a thousand maniacs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too. It makes more sense. It's a hundred maniacs. Now I think many about it. But daddies. Does Freddie? How do you spell Kruger? K R U E G E R. G E R. That's pretty funny. This is how Sydney gets on the watch list. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger's father. Freddy Krueger's father is a fictional mental patient and a minor character featured in the Nightmare on Elm Street film series, played by Robert England. Almost nothing is known about this man, save that he appeared to be in a what about his mid forties in the early nineteen forties. His name is unknown. He's a mental patient at Hathaway House in Springwood, Ohio. No, he's a bastard son of a thousand maniacs. All right, well, we apparently, I, I thought uh, it was a thousand, maybe it's a hundred. You can debate that with Wikipedia later. Right. Bungalow listeners, you can tell us. What infamous episode of The X-Files was banned from television? No clue. Josh? Ding, 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 ding. Do you want to? The Peacock Family episode. That's what I was thinking, and it's Home, right? Wasn't that I the name of it was Home? Song. Yeah, I, I know it was The Peacock Family so I think it was home. That's one where they kill Andy Taylor, the sheriff Andy Ooh, Taylor, and stuff. There's, there's like some one of them's living under the bed. Yeah, it's creepy. I'm gonna watched. hit home. I think that's right. Home. Yeah. I never it was, watched. It was super, super disgusting and disturbing. I dated a guy during that time, and his emails, like when I first started chatting with him, his email, like his signature tagline on his emails was always "The truth is out there." And I remember one night I asked him, like, "What the hell does that mean?" I mean, it's true, it's out there. And he's like, oh, you don't watch X-Files? Oh, I love the X-Files. I was like, uh, no. It's a good show. I have a life. Until Mulder got abducted. And I don't know, I even ended. liked that dude after I've that. I've never seen the two seasons after that. Did you watch the new season that nope. came out was recently? That, nope. Two I new seasons? Didn't she get pregnant during the series? Yeah, at some point. Yeah, she was pregnant. Yeah. It's been a long time. Was it, what's his name's baby? Mulder? It's an alien baby! It's an alien baby? I don't know. What? I can't I remember. I remember. Which movie does this quote come from? They're coming, Barbara. Come on. Come on. Close you got Encounters of the Third Kind. Night of the Living Dead. It is Night of the Living Dead. I, I mean, they have several options, but Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Poor Barbara. Poor Barbara. They get her, too. Which is awesome. Well, eventually. She's the star of the... She's Well, it depends on the version of the... Of the movie you watch. In the original version, yes, they get Barbara. Mm-hmm. In the remake, the Tom Savini-directed remake, um, Barbara survives to the end. 
Well, I guess I haven't seen that one. It's actually really, really well done. It's a great remake. All right. Here's an interesting one. Are we still doing... We're going to do a couple more because it's fun for me. Which... Because some of these I don't know the answer to. Which horror movie icon has the highest body count? Your options are Chucky, Lubin, Michael Myers, or Jason Voorhees. I think this one sounds obvious. But I... So, anyway, what do you guys think? I'm guessing that we're going to be surprised, and it sounds like Jason should have the highest body count. He's been killing people for a long time. And even in Jason versus Freddy, he kills like a dozen people before him he ever fights Freddy. Yeah. But I bet Chucky has a high body count, too. Chucky's pretty morbid. So which one do you guys want to say? I, I would almost go with Chucky. Chucky? Oh we're going to go with Chucky. Nope, Jason Voorhees. That I thought was it was too obvious. I thought it was. I thought it was a, a trick question. Heidi Ho. That's right. <laughs> Is that what Chucky says? Does he say Heidi Ho? I'll be your friend till the end. I'll be your friend to the end. Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho. I like the the quote that you guys sent me better from Chucky. Is that from? That's not from a Chucky movie though. No, but that was awesome. You have a, a story connected. To Chucky, the Chucky franchise, Josh. I do. Didn't you meet Jennifer Tilly? I did. And I she did. played Chucky's wife. Yeah, in in Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she was quite lovely. Did she speak to you? No, she smiled at me. She okay. So I saw celebrities all the time in Beverly Hills when I worked there. When you were living in Beverly I was, Hills, like Weezer. <laughs> and so I'm walking down the street one late morning, and I see her coming up the street. She's, She's just walking down the street yeah, just like an average yeah, show. But she has a hat on and sunglasses and a, you know, mm-hmm. covering her face. She's trying to be incognito, but I mean, come on. She's drop-dead gorgeous. Right. Very she distinct. Got the, yes. got the hooters. And, yeah. and so when she got within earshot, I said, good morning, Miss Tilly. And she smiled real big at me and just kept walking. So that was my interaction. And then Jeff said, <laughs> And then I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah. Awesome. He wrote home. Guess what, Mom? I met the <laughs> I girl of my dreams. Big time. <laughs> what is the name of Le- Leatherface's family? Is it Hooper, Hinkle, Hooper, Sawyer, or Klein? Hooper. Josh, you have a choice. It's not Hooper, but you can say. Damn it! it. You're thinking Sawyer. of the director. Yeah, Toby Hooper. Yeah, director. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It <laughs> wasn't. It's Give me the options again. Sawyer. Hooper, Hinkle, Sawyer, or Klein? I, I already said Hooper. I'll keep I it. thought it was Gein. No, that was he was inspired by Ed Gein. Okay, so let's say Klein. You're not going to say Sawyer? Sawyer? Oh, come, come on. on. That's it. Yes, it's That's Sawyer. That's it? Saw your face off? <laughs> finish, finish this quote from a horror movie. All work and no play makes Jack, Jack a dull boy. Makes Jack a dull boy. Oh, but his name was Jack? Yeah, he says, here's Johnny, but his name is... Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what his name was in their movie. Torrance. Jack, Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance, Jack yeah. Torrance. But he says, here's Johnny, because Johnny Carson was popular right there. You're right. All work and no play makes Jack That was what he was typing over boy. and over again on his computer, on his typewriter, too. All right, I'm going to find one more, and then we're going to... I thought we were done. 
One more, we're done. This, is, so this is your shot at redemption. I feel so dumb in this. Here, place. this is an easy one. What is the secret of Michael Myers' mask? Gummy bears. <laughs> I don't know why that's so stupid or funny. Because you said the secret of it, it made me think of the secret of the gummy berry yeah. juice. Yeah, the gummy berry juice. Oh my gosh, this is the way uh, her that's brain a blast works. From the past, right there. <laughs> well, magic and mystery are part. Yes. <laughs> a part that's of their history. I can tell you the answer to whiskey, this. Cindy Bond. All right, hit me with it, Josh. Uh, the mask is actually a William Shatner mask turned inside out. What? Close. Close. It's just it's a William Shatner mask. It was painted white. Oh, I thought it was turned inside out. It's painted Wait, white. Wh- and which was this? Michael, Michael Myers, Myers Halloween. Yeah. No, that's no. no that no, wait, is, that's is Jason Voorhees. That's Jason Voorhees. Michael Myers is the shape. That's his name. He's got the white face, big Did butcher knife. I ever tell you the horrible story about my sophomore year of high school? Tell me. We had this science teacher who, looking back, well, I don't want to get to, but anyway, he did a lot of questionable things with, with fellow students. Mm. But anyway, he liked to like be part of the in crowd with the students. More that's than, your first. More that than should being be your first teacher, warning sign. He was more like, "I'm the cool teacher." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, we had a ho- we had a uh, hon- oh my god, I can't talk. A Halloween dance. I of course dressed as Axl Rose. Nailed it. That's awesome. I nailed it. Anyway, me and some of my friends were standing outside getting some getting some fresh air, and. So, like, we're standing outside, and right across the parking lot was our baseball field. And we're standing there, and we're talking, and I think one of us had, like, a little, one of those little, like, the airplane bottles of Jack Daniels. Mm. So, we're all sharing, there's, like, five of us sharing this little (laughs) bottle of Jack Daniels. So, we're thinking we're cool, and, of course, we're like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. And (laughs) we're standing out there, and all of a sudden, we see this the shadowy figure coming across the baseball field and all of a sudden he starts running faster and then we realize it was somebody dressed as Michael Myers oh my you have never seen five 15 year old girls freak out and run (laughs) so fast in your entire life anyway well he obviously broke character Michael Myers doesn't run for anybody he gets where he's going slow and well, steady. I think he was he hoping. Teleports. I think he was hoping he'd catch one of us hopped up on Jack Daniels and maybe we'd get lucky. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's out there putting on his William Shatner mask. He's like, "Hark! I hear a teenage girl drinking a, a quarter sip of a mini Jack Daniels bottle. Let me get out there with some algebraic equations." He was. He was also the science teacher that. That, oh, he's a. I thought he was math teacher. No, he was by. He was science. Oh wow! But he, uh, I said that I wanted. He one day in biology class, he asked. He asked all of us. So, you know, what do you guys want to do when you, you know, after high school? And my aspiration had always been to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse. And he's going around the class, and he. Uh, I get to my turn, and I'm very proudly I was like, I want to be a registered nurse. And he, in the middle of class, in front of all my friends, he laughed, and he said, 
You're barely passing biology, and you want to be a nurse? <laughs> wow. Sounds like our teacher of the teacher of the teacher year. Teacher of the year right so there. So I immediately, like at that point, I was like, okay, I'm too dumb to be a nurse. That was that. Yeah, well, you've always, you've always had a problem with if someone says something, you let it. I know. You're the opposite of me in that respect, because if someone says I can't do something, I want to no prove them wrong. I want to prove them wrong. I'm no you. Kanye. I'm so glad you're not Kanye. Okay. And with that, <laughs> from deep in the heart of Snake Mountain, it's a new episode of The Bungalow. I am Cullen Bunn, one of your hosts. With me, as always, is... The effervescent, ever-lovely, ever-awesome, Cindy Bunn. And a special guest. I'm back! Yay! Here's Johnny. Josh Roberts is here. Yay! Our friend Josh. Welcome, Josh. Out of the deepest, darkest cave that I could live in. Uncle Josh is here. You're a lot like Golem in that you are the villain of... You are the villain of... I'm the hero of the Lord of the (laughs) the Rings. The villain of Lord of the Rings. Hero. All right, so... Hey, take it easy, Faramir. Yeah, you take it easy, (laughs) Faramir. What are we talking about tonight? Halloween. Oh, we're talking spooky stories because Halloween is coming. Spooky. It's like 15 days away right now. 14. Is it 14, 14. days of no. this recording. 14. What is today? 17th. Oh my gosh, it is the 17th. Just two weeks. Two weeks away. Oh yeah, two weeks from today. From the most magical night of the year, Halloween. It's the most. Spookiest time of the year. Do you guys watch Nightmare Before Christmas? I have watched. I don't watch it for Halloween. I have never watched. I've never seen it. I love it. It's on Disney Plus, too. You can watch it anytime you want. I should watch it. Yeah, but every time I turn on Disney Plus, I end up on Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Danny Elfman's the voice of Jack Skellington. He is. (laughs) I don't know why I had felt the need to share that. Because Danny Elfman is magical himself. So, there you go. Danny Elfman did the uh, theme music for Tales from the Crypt. Oh, he did many themes. I know, but we're talking about Halloween here. He did did theme music for uh, the, the Sleepy Hollow. Yes, he did. There's a great... He did the theme for Nightbreed. Mm-hmm. Come on, Josh. He was in a band called Oingo Boingo. <gasps> he was in Oingo Boingo? He is. You Oingo. didn't know that Danny no. Elfman was... Cindy. Danny Elfman is the lead singer. I love Oingo Boingo. Main creative It's a dead man's party, baby. Right. Boingo. I love Oingo Boingo. Me too. Is he still married to Bridget Fonda? I think yes, so. he is. Kudos to him. I will kick you under the table <laughs> so hard. You want Bridget Fonda? Go get you a Bridget Fonda. Oh, come on now. Let's bring it, bring it back to square one here. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I, I wish, let me take a picture of Cindy and I can share with people yeah, you do that. right now. You do The that. meanness that she's... she's <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's the face of Nibun. Oh my goodness, it's blurry. It's like ah. the, it's like ring. That's blurry. the evil. That's the yeah. evil in my in my orb right now. Okay, your orb, your orb. Black is the color of my energy. What is that's a song? Three eleven. No, yellow yeah. is my color. Amber my is the amber, amber is the color oh my of my God. energy. 
I don't even like 311, and I knew that. That's a 311 song? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was somebody else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> you almost got a spit take out of him there, too. I held it in because <laughs> I was looking right at her. Right. If I had a spat, oh, it would have been like a spray. You wouldn't want that. <laughs> and, I know I've done that to you have many been times. you so angry at me. All right, so we're talking about spooky stories because we started to say spit spooky <laughs> stuff. We've shared spooky stories over the past couple of episodes because of Halloween, but tonight this is Halloween. See, that's, that's from, from Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. I know the song. I just never seen the movie. Mm. All right, well, treat yourself. What do we think? Who's talking? Who's got some spooky stories? Let's start. Cindy, with Cindy and I have told Josh stories. Josh is our guest. Let him let him tell. Some Josh, do you, do you have do any you, spookiness? Do you here? believe in the supernatural? The legend of Loch, Loch Ness. Have enough rye whiskey to, to, to entertain. I'm looking at my empty glass. Oh thing. no! Here, you tell stories. I'll get you some. Um. Well, as Cullen says, I'm essentially a scientist. You so, are. So it, over the years, I, I would never uh, discredit the idea of the supernatural. Like there's plenty of stuff in the scientific world that has not been explained or has not been explained satisfactorily for myself. Uh, I personally have never really seen anything that would make me think that ghosts exist or that there's some supernatural element, but I would never rule it out. And I love hearing stories from people who do believe and who have seen paranormal things because I'm fascinated by it. Okay, so you don't believe is what we've got. From that, <laughs> that, long that was my dipl- answer. diplomatic the answer. answer. That, so you've never encountered anything that... Uh, you might think is supernatural. Well, well, here's the closest thing I can tell you. Okay, so I have a friend who grew up here in Springfield in a house, uh, and he always used to say jokingly that it was haunted. So over the years, some weird stuff has happened there that I have witnessed that, you know, I, I, I don't know what to what to think of it. So one thing was every pet that he ever had lost their damn minds. <laughs> In that house. I mean, like, total insanity. We came home from school one day when we were in high school, and he had a a Shih Tzu that was out in the yard, and it saw us and froze, and then it just started barking incessantly, and it never stopped from that day forward. They had to have the poor dog put to sleep because it would only run around the yard barking incessantly. It lost its mind. Uh, oh. They had another dog that was a Pomeranian. <laughs> My dog's barking. Yeah, right on cue. He should have heard this story. Uh, they had another dog that was a Pomeranian, and and the way that his uh, the upstairs of his house was was like a big circle uh, that went from living room to dining room to kitchen to kitchen table, and then there was a little hallway, and then you could go back into the living room. One afternoon, he and I were sitting at their kitchen table, and this Pomeranian came tearing ass around the corner, looking over its shoulder like something was chasing it, and it ran into the wall and broke its neck and died. Oh, no! Because something, it felt like something was chasing it. Oh, his, my God. Over the years, his cats would stand at doorways or door jams 
and look up like they were looking at something at the ceiling. They were so looking at Boonkai. Okay. So there was weird stuff like that. But um, the weirdest one for me was uh, his basement had a couch right at the end of the stairwell. So you could lean over from the couch and, and see the front door up at the top of the stairs. And so one night he and I were sitting there watching TV or playing Nintendo or something. And I heard the door open. And he, his house had a, a big solid wooden door. So it wasn't like it wouldn't have normally just kind of come open on its own or the wind wasn't really strong enough to blow it. So I heard the door open and I looked up, leaned over because I was sitting on that end of the couch and the door was open, but there was nobody there. And so, you know, he jokingly said, oh yeah, our house is haunted, ha ha, whatever. So a couple minutes pass and the door shuts on its own. And I look up again and it's totally shut, latched and everything. Uh, And so, you know, that was probably about the weirdest instance like that for me. You know what I say to that? Do you know, what, do you you know what I would say to that, Cullen Bun? Yes, I know what you would say to it. I would say, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was it's crazy how the peop- most a lot of the people that encounter this stuff are so calm when they encounter it. Like my friend, my friend Ben, none of that ever phased him. He was like, oh yeah, my house is haunted, whatever, let's go on. So that's always been interesting to me, too, that most of the time, the people that have these experiences don't get freaked out by them. I don't get freaked out by nothing. Right. I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding! The ghost comes up to me, I hit him so hard I'll come back to life. (laughs) Okay. Actually, that's a great idea for a story. A guy who can hit ghosts so hard they come back to life and then ghosts seek him out because they want to live. Bat, bat! I like it. You could call it Ghostbusters. There's already been a Ghostbusters. Oh, well, that's too bad because that'd be a great title. <laughs> Ghostbuster. All right. There's also a it Ghost a Puncher. Tag, it could have a tagline like, who's going to help you? Who are you going to call? Yeah. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Yeah. Oh my god, we should make this movie. <laughs> you got Oh. Speaking of movies. Yes. I mean, shouldn't we mention that next week there's going to be a really spooky movie in the theaters a here in town? Spooky movie. A spooky movie. It's not a spooky movie. It is. I don't know where you got the That's what the kids Actually, call. Actually, I do know what you the call. The kids yeah. call them spooky movie. Because movies. you saw our son chatting with his friends about your movie, and one of them called it a spooky movie. Well, spooky's all over Twitter, the Twitterverse. Oh, well, excuse me for not being Oh. Hip. That's why I've never heard it. <laughs> I know. You have a Twitter account, and I tag I, you occasionally. I know. I see the like, tags. I'm like, "Hey, that's Cullen Bun that tagged me." Whatever. I tag you sometimes. But yes, occasionally. Next week, the Empty Man feature film comes to uh, to theaters. The preview is online right now. If you want to see the trailer for it, and more importantly, if you'd like to read the books, you should go and go to your local comic shop or Amazon or wherever and get. Uh, there are three graphic novels in print right now. There's the Empty Man, the Empty Man Recurrence, and the Empty Man Manifestation. You can get all three of those and find out the whole story. And here's what I can tell you from having read the comics. It is a creepy story. And so I'm kind of excited to see the movie. 
because he the, hasn't showed you any of the previews. I've watched the trailer, but that's it. Yeah, that's, well, that's all I have. But like the okay, yeah. But yeah, it's a creepy. It's a, it's perfect for this time of year because it is a creepy ass story. So look for that. Yeah, there you go. You can go see it. I I don't know when it will be on streaming or video on demand or whatever, but it'll be in theaters on the twenty third, a week before Halloween. Yep, week from yesterday. So there you go. The Empty Man. Don't miss it. But definitely don't miss out on buying the books because that's the most important part. Yeah. And there's a lot more, you know, it's just like anything. There's a lot more content yes. in the books than there's going to be. They couldn't put all of that content in one movie. So. No, there's no way. So. Yeah. All right, so I want to hear spooky, scary stories from one of you. Yeah, spooky stories, Indy. I got nothing, man. We already told your spooky stories. We could tell we could tell Squish's spooky story. What was his spooky story? When we were at that castle. I'll tell it. I feel bad. I feel like he should be the one to tell that. Yeah, he's playing video games. Yeah, he don't care. So there is a castle. There's a building here in Springfield, Missouri. It's called the Pythian Castle. And I don't, Josh, help me with this because I'm not really sure. Like, I know it has a long history. It was built, what, in the early 1900s? I have no idea. Was, <laughs> I'm I no think help on this. It was built this. in, like, the early 1900s. It originally was a, and again, I know I'm botching this up. My apologies. But my understanding was it was built as, like, an orphanage for children who were. The orphans of... Military families, right? No. Of members of the Pythian uh, organization. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it was also... The building was also a like a retirement home for older members of the Pythian organization. Um, a lot of people died in that, in that house, in the castle. Then at one point it was bought by the government during the First World War... Or was it Second World War? I don't know. One of the wars. Um, and we, I know at one time the basement of it was used as like a like a jail mm. for some war criminals. Um, anyway, there's a lot of spooky history behind this this castle. So back in January, Cullen, Squish, and I, along with a couple of our friends, went to do the haunted history tour of this castle. And it was really it, it was really interesting. I love anything that has to do with history, so I was all about it. Um, and squish, squish is squish was curious too. Squish is the squish is a photographer in the making, and he was just doing like constantly, just like turning this way, snap a picture, turning that way, snap a picture. <laughs> And he wasn't even really focusing on things. He was just, turn this way, snap, that way, snap. So we get home, and the next morning, we're sitting at breakfast at the table, and he says to me, Mom, look at this picture. And it's a picture. There was these, there was this, these two really ornate staircases on each side of this castle. One was the... Back in the day, one was the women's side to walk 
down, and the other side was the men's side to walk down. Mm-hmm. And he snapped a picture from the men's side, and there was this blurry orb on his picture. And he took the picture, and he enlarged it to look closer at the orb, and hand to God, there was absolutely zero... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Manipulation. Manipulation of this picture. You could clearly see old men's faces in this orb. Wow. It was so bizarre. And we ended up, it, we waited We waited a couple weeks, and we finally reached out to the owners of the castle and said, hey, you know, we were pretty skeptical too. We were like, you know, it could be anything, who knows. But we reached out to them and we said, you know, we don't know what this is, but, you know, my 11-year-old son took this picture on one of the haunted tours, and this popped up. You know, we just wanted to show it to you. And the owner got back to me, like, in less than a half hour. And she said, oh, my God, I just showed this picture to one of the tour guides. And one, she said, that area where the picture was taken, she said there is a lot of, a lot of, people have a lot of experiences in that area. And then she, then she clicked then, then she attached a picture of, like, the board of directors of this Pythian castle mm-hmm. back in the day. And she actually pointed out one face in the picture and said, I really think the orb looks like this man in the picture. Now, I didn't see the resemblance between that man in the picture, but there was another man in the picture that she sent me that I thought the orb to me, it looked more like this guy. Hmm. Regardless, my son got a picture of some weird little light at the top of a staircase that resembled somebody in a 80-year-old picture of the board of directors of this castle. That's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> so We should yeah. put that on the, put that I on will. the bungalow. I will. I'll put that picture on put there. So we can see it. Yeah, Josh. What do you think of that? Ghosts. I think it's pretty fascinating. Ghosts is what it is. Ghosts. Yeah. Well, here's here's something I'll say. Uh, the human body is a very complex chemical electromagnet. And so it is entirely possible that there is residual energy attached to that chemical electromagnet that could still be around after that electromagnet is gone. So, I mean, scientifically, there is there is evidence to support the possibility of ghost-like emanation. Also, scientifically, wouldn't you say it's possible that uh, you could go into a house that's cursed with a grudge, and if you go in that house, you're going to die by a creature that crawls down the stairs? No. And no. <laughs> All right, Josh, look and see. Look, oh, stairs. It's a picture of stairs, Cindy. What does that have to do with anything? So that's the orb. Oh, stop it! (laughs) That wasn't me, guys. That's the picture that Jackson. That Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. You showed me this one before. Yeah, and when you do the the yeah, Mm -hmm. and then this is the email that I got from them, 
And this, that's the, now to me. Oh, all those dudes are creepy looking she, anyway. The, the lady from the castle thought it looked more like this gentleman. Uh-huh. I thought it looked more like this gentleman. So if you look at their faces. Yeah. And then. And you can see, the, do you see the picture in the, the face and the orb? Yeah. I don't see a beard or, or mustache no. in that gentleman. But I definitely see a face. Most mm-hmm. ghosts are clean shaven. Oh my god! Shut up, Colin Bunn. They got plenty of time to get get Great up and get ready in the morning. <laughs> they got ectoplasm to smooth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go eat your daddy. All right. Anyway. Well, speaking of scary <laughs> things, before I started recording, I asked folks on social media to ask us some questions. Alright. How'd that work out for you? We got a few questions. Because nobody responded to me. Alright. Here we go. You guys ready to answer some questions? Let's do this. Sure. Here's the first one. It's appropriately Halloween-y from Joshua Smith. Hi, Josh. What is your go-to pumpkin carving every year? The one you have to do if you have one. For me, it's a very basic but awesome digital pumpkin from Halloween Three. All right, so what do you guys think? If you, if you, what's your go-to pumpkin? Mine. I wouldn't answer mine. I'm a pretty much straightforward triangle eyes, triangle nose, and you're, a goofy grin pumpkin. Your traditional. I think a classic is hard to beat. Cindy. All right, this is going to be a very unpopular answer. I hate carving pumpkins. I hate the whole concept. I hate having to dig my hands in all that goop. Since you've been with me, when have you once dug your hand in a Never, but pump? that's beside the point. I hate I just hate the concept. I hate the act of having anybody having to do it. Not to mention I've had carpal tunnel surgery in both my hands. So using those damn carving things and pumpkins is next to impossible for me. Mm-hmm. That being said, I usually like to go for something a little off scale. Like one year I did a vampire pumpkin, which was basically the triangle eyes and the funky mouth, but with pointed teeth instead of just square teeth. Mm-hmm. One year I went retro and I did Radiskull. Do you remember the year I did Radiskull? Radiskull from the, from from the, the card time yeah. movies. And. Yeah, so I go for whatever's fastest and gets the job done so that I can say I carved a pumpkin with my kid. Boom. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I'm all for the traditional pumpkin carving. I am more of a pumpkin smasher. I'll be honest with you. I'm that asshole. So You like smashing pumpkins? I don't. I love the band Smashing Pumpkins. I don't smash pumpkins any longer, but when I was a teenager, I did quite a bit. Surprise you're still here. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised some spirit of Halloween yeah, didn't I'm surprised, find you and kill you. I'm surprised Sam, Sammy Sam, didn't um, get... Yeah. yeah. All right. Here is someone... Ronnie the Baron. Oh my God, oh, he sound he sounds obnoxious. Obnoxious. He says, "I have a Wait, question." Don't we know him? Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> I have a question for Josh and Cindy. Oh, first of all, Ronnie, as I'm reading this, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> I knew Is there a time when Cullen embarrassed you that you didn't get him back for. Yes. 
Yes, Ronnie, would you like to help me? First of all, there's no getting back. See, this is something I learned in middle school on upwards. You do something to someone and they get you back? No, you're not even. You're never even. It is an endless cycle. There is no getting even because you get even with me. You sound I'm scared. You sound scared, Colin. I'm not scared. You I'm sound scared. No, I'm trying to think if you've ever embarrassed me. I'm just saying. When have I? First you did okay. Technically, it was an embarrassment, but you scared the shit out of me. Oh, I remember that. That was not good. And yeah, we had been dating for not quite a year. And he got this fucking brilliant idea that we were going to work at this haunted forest. <laughs> Me, who can't stand the thought of anything haunted. Mm-hmm. And he, he talked me into being a part of this scene in this haunted forest. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And I... I mean, I I literally thought my bladder was going to explode because I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And but we I, were back way in the woods. Yeah, and I did not want to leave because I didn't want to walk through other haunted areas and possibly have people jump out at me. Right. So I was, and then finally, uh, it was like a break. They were taking a break from all the, the groups coming through. And one of the girls that was working in the haunted area with us said, come on, I have to go too. And so I told Colin, I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. And he's like, you'll be fine. And so her and I walked to the Johnny on the Spots up at the front of the front of the haunted area. And we're walking back. And this jackass <laughs> thinks it's going to be funny. And he comes out of this wooded area and just starts walking towards us like this hulking like... Ugh. I That is awesome. No, it's not. It is though. I It's awesome. Guess who didn't get any that night? Well, yeah. that's a given. <laughs> it was a funny time. I will punch you so hard right that now. Funny. Oh, that's that funny. Yeah. It was it was yeah, awful. I cried. Like oh, it, that part it, wasn't funny. It took yeah, me that, that takes the fun out. It, of it took me several minutes to calm down. Like I was sobbing. I was so freaked out. Wow. It was a haunted forest. Colin Bun. <laughs> and Cindy doesn't like haunted houses of any kind. I don't do yeah. haunted houses. Wow. I mean, that reminds me of a story of what my buddies and I did in high school to freak out the Scotties, the you know the Scotty Drum Corps at Glendale. Oh my gosh! Uh, they were having a midnight madness. You, you familiar with what midnight madnesses are? They're scavenger hunts. We used to do them all the time in high school where. There would be clues at different locations that would lead you to another location. You had to go all over town and find all the clues. And then the ultimate, the final clue led you back to the beginning. And whoever, everybody would throw in like 10 bucks a car load. And then whoever was the first Mm -hmm. one to finish got all the money. So we would do those a lot on the weekends. Well, the Scotty, some of the Scotties were friends of ours having done that. So they organized one for the Scotties. And it was this overnight uh, scavenger hunt thing. Well, my friends and I intercepted one of the clues and then rerouted everyone out to the pet cemetery that was way out at the end of Lone Pine. 
And then we stood at the edge of the pet cemetery in these long black robes. You are horrible. And then when they came out there looking for the clue, we started walking towards them very slowly from the edge of the woods. (laughs) Oh, we got in so much trouble when they found out it was us. But it was so fun. So much fun. Yeah. They were freaked out, though. You think? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ronnie also posted a follow-up question. Same for you, Cullen. Has Cindy or Josh embarrassed you that you didn't get them back? No, because I always get people back. Oh, whatever. I've never embarrassed you, period. Okay. I'm pretty sure I embarrass him on a daily basis, Ronnie. But he is legally bound to me, so whatever. And I tell him just to get over it. I never get over it. I never get over anything. Sleep well tonight, Cullen. Sleep well. I always do. Shannon Nevels asks... Hi, Shannon. What are your favorite Halloween episodes of sitcoms? That's a good question. I don't know that I have I always love the Roseanne Halloween sitcoms. The episodes with Roseanne. Especially the one where she had... The the Halloween episode where she had PMS. (laughs) Oh my god, that was so funny. I love all the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Oh, yes, yeah, those are, those are good. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. I'm sure that there are others, but that's the first one. I mean, there's lots about. of them. I mean, I love all Halloween episodes. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, the, what, what's the name of the show? Home Impro- Tim the Tool Man, Tool Man Home, Home Improvement. Improvement. He always had good Halloween episodes mm-hmm. because he always set up a, ha- a haunted house in his basement like yeah. every year. Uh, but it wasn't a sitcom. I can tell you what I think the best Halloween episode of TV is, because it scared me so bad when I was a kid. And I think it's the only full episode of this show I've ever watched. And that is Little House on the Prairie had a Halloween episode with the Headless Horseman. Oh, oh my God, I remember that. As a kid, I was a Headless Horseman junkie. I mm-hmm. mean, it was... It's the the Legend of Sleep Hollow was my favorite thing. I had the record you got off the back of a cereal box. Oh my god! Pull off the back of a cereal box. I used to my you know my dad when he had CB radio. I wanted my handle to be Ichabod Crane. I loved Headless Horseman and that episode of Little House on the Prairie where the Headless Horseman's in it and he chops off somebody's head or somebody gets their head chopped off and then later the Headless Horseman shows up. It's and it's I've only seen it. That year that it came out, and it scared me so bad as a kid. It was awesome. If I could find it, would you watch it again? Oh, I'd watch it again. It, it's probably not as great as I remember, but man, that episode freaked me out as a kid. All right, next question. If you could take any established comic book character and reimagine their entire origin story, who would it be and why? Go, Josh. <laughs> is this still Shannon? No, this I'm sorry, this is Aaron Bell. Aaron Bell. Any established comic book character reimagine their entire origin story. I have no idea. Cindy, do you have any? Sounds to me like a question where Aaron didn't really consider the nine comic book reading person in in the podcast. So thanks a lot, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Good job. (laughs) Your icon's a cute puppy, but we don't like you. 
Just kidding. Don't say that. Just kidding, Aaron. We like you. Um, but I can tell you that one time I was at a Marvel retreat, and I'm pretty sure I've told this story before, but I'll tell you again. One time I was at a Marvel retreat, and we all went to dinner, and it was me, and I was sitting next to an editor, a Marvel editor, Which and a one? bunch of other... No, that's <laughs> And a bunch of other Damn. writers. A bunch of other writers. And uh, this editor was like, you know, uh, I'd like to... I'd like to do something where we reimagine Man-Thing, which is a character I've always liked from Marvel. And I had an idea immediately. Man-Thing, as you know, is this big plant monster. Sort of origin story very similar to the origin story of Swamp Thing. He gets doused in chemicals. He gets blown up. He gets turned into a monster. But I had this... <laughs> I, I had this... Uh, roll, Josh. I had this idea where he was part of a grow operation. Like, I'm, he was growing marijuana and... In, in the comics, in Marvel's comics, when someone touches, when Man-Thing touches them, they ignite on fire. Mm-hmm. And I had this great Line idea that it was a drug reaction, that it was hallucinations that was being caused by Man-Thing's connection to the drug operation that spawned him. <coughs> and Sammy loves it. <coughs> Sammy's, very, Sammy's very troubled by your yeah. idea. And, uh, and anyway, so I pitched it there to him at the table, and he was like, that's He's like, that's a great idea. I love that idea. That's exactly the kind of thing I want to do with Man Thing. And then he looked at a writer across the way from him and said, "Would you like to pitch that to me?" What? Yeah. And the true, what's truly remarkable about that story is I didn't karate chop that guy right in the throat oh, right that moment. Hmm. Um, anyway, that's funny. I thought. Yeah. I thought you guys would like. I remember that. you calling home and telling me that story, and I remember saying. You did kick him in the nuts, right? <laughs> uh, Aaron has another question for us. Since it's almost Halloween, what is your favorite terrible 80s horror film? I know Josh's. And why is it Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Okay, I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It but, is a great movie. But. Uh, and I guess technically this movie came out... It would have been late 80s. No, I think it was 1990. I count it, and it's awful. But go ahead. Shockma. Is the greatest horror movie of all time, period. Tell everyone what Shockma's about. Okay, here's what Shockma is about. Shockma is about a baboon that goes crazy in this. Came out in 1990. See, I told you it was 1990. But anyway, Shockma is about this baboon that goes crazy in this facility and kills everybody. And the beauty of it is. This is a research facility. They lock themselves in on a Friday night because they're LARPing. Shockma, they've been doing these aggressiveness studies on baboons, and Shockma was too aggressive, so they were going to anesthetize him, (gasps) euthanize him, sorry. And instead of giving him the, the lethal injection, they gave him an extra dose of the aggressiveness serum they were working with. And then they push him over into the room where they're going to incinerate him later, and they go off to LARP. So then he wakes oh, up. Oh, boy. He wakes up. He's super aggressive, and he goes about killing everyone. Everyone that you see in that movie dies. Spoiler. And it's not true. There's one survivor. Oh, the girl outside. That's There's right. one survivor that you see in the movie. But anyway, Roddy McDowell is in it. Oh, my God. And here's the beauty of it. This is part of what makes this, uh, and this is going to sound so awful when I say it this way. Part of what makes me love that movie so much is there's no disclaimer at the end about animals being harmed. And so I did some research and found out that the baboon that they used in this film was a baboon named Typhoon. 
Please don't tell me. No, no, no. They didn't know. And so... Cindy's not going to like this story regardless. There were were two ways that they got this baboon so wound up that he would shoot these scenes. One of them was he hated one of his trainers. And so if they needed him to be really aggressive and run towards the camera, they would put his trainer on the other side of the camera that he hated. That's horrible. And he would try to attack his trainer. The other thing that they did was they had a female baboon that was in heat. And they would put her on the other side of doors and things like that when they needed him to attack the door because he was trying to get to the female baboon. So Angry it, baboons need love, too. That's true. It is an insanely wonderful movie, and Cullen hates it. I don't hate it. You just have built it up. I've been hearing about this movie for years, and I've never seen Shockwind until... In the last year. Yeah, yeah. And it's a movie about a baboon slamming into doors a bunch. And oh, that's fine. If I were a door, I'd be terrified. Oh, come Because on. this baboon just tearing up doors. Come on. <laughs> if I were, if I were a me, door. You told me that you love the premise. I like the premise of people LARPing in a oh building and a baboon killing them. That's fun. Right. But they didn't lean enough into the LARPing. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. But I love that movie. All right. Fair enough. Cindy, do you have a favorite bad 80s horror movie? I'm going to be honest with you. I was such a coward. I didn't watch any horror movies until I met you in the... Actually, I didn't even watch them when I met you in, in the early 2000s. So I honestly can't give you an answer. Thanks again, Aaron, for including me. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll tell you what Cindy's answer is. Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Never that saw was it. seventies. Wasn't Sleepaway Camp seventies? Was in the eighties. Never was saw eighties. No, no. I was gonna say Killer Clowns from Outer Space is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was going to say Chopping Mall, <laughs> which I don't think Chopping Mall is a bad movie, and I think it has a terrible title for what the movie's about. But Chopping Mall's pretty great. Well, they had a mall in it. I probably would. Well, Chopping it. Mall was with the height of the mall hysteria. You know, everyone loves yeah. mall. Mm-hmm. And in Chopping Mall, the uh, the mall security company introduces these three robots into the mall that patrol the mall at night. And these kids stay in the mall one night to party. Oh my and the, god, that was always my dream. And the and the robots to go go sneak berserk. And stay in a mall. The robots go berserk and hunt them down and kill them. And I know the robots. Whenever they kill them, they would say, "Have a nice day." That's what the robot would kill somebody <laughs> and then say, "Have a nice day." I don't know why it was called Chopping Mall. They don't chop anybody in that movie. I don't think they choke some people and they blast some people with laser beams. But they don't choke. But Chopping Mall's pretty great. There we go. I know we had other questions, but we are going over on time, and I want to hear Cindy's weird stories. What? Yeah, don't you have some weird stories? No, if you have more questions, let's read your questions. I don't know how many other questions we got. Come on. I mean, I can read you my weird shit. It's weird, but, you know. Um. Well, some of these questions are from... Here, I got some questions on Facebook, too. Let's try these Facebook questions. Here we go. We got a couple of Facebook questions. Any Paul Paul Pike asks any chance of release of the sixth gun pilot? The answer, Paul. Well, let me answer that for you, Paul. Oh, that's right. It doesn't include me. <laughs> Never mind. It, it doesn't include me either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'll answer for you. Yeah, Paul, I'll get you a copy of it for $500. No. 
Uh, in all no. honesty, Paul, no. The, 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 if I have any hanging with it, you're probably not going to see it. Where's it's the... funny because it's sitting on my desk right now. I found the DVD the other day. So it's sitting on my desk. But, uh, no. I mean, there's stuff going on with the six guns, so I doubt we'll be releasing uh, the pilot anytime soon. Who knows? Eventually, I'm sure it will come out. Um, but not right now. So there you go. Read into that what you need to, Paul. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jerry McMullen asks us, Jerry, what is the best barbecue in Springfield? I can tell you. Black Market yep. Smokehouse. Yep. Black, yep. Market, Black Smokehouse, Market Smokehouse. Hands best barbecue. And the best side items, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would kill for their... Their was it baked potato salad? Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Oh, and their brisket. The brisket melts in your mouth. Yeah. So black market smokehouse. That's an easy one. Springfield. It's a cherry and Kimbrew. Yep. Yeah. It's great. That was an easy one. Damn. No, I want some. Easy one. And I'm not even hungry. So I'm I'm stuffed of Chinese food. Um. (laughs) And cake. (laughs) Sammy too. Apparently. All right, so Dennis Chandler asks, and I guess this is for all of us, though affectionate, should I be concerned my dog is developing a taste for human flesh? <laughs> as long as it's affectionate, I think you're fine. Yeah, I mean, if it, there's love, is I mean, it your human <laughs> flesh? <laughs> yeah, he didn't clarify. So. I mean, well, yeah, and that others. is an important clarification right there. <laughs> Because it's always good to have a dog that will dispose of your enemies when necessary. But if they're trying to eat your leg, <laughs> that could be a problem. Also, how big is this dog? I mean, if it's a tiny little yip hey, dog, it's not that big of a listen, problem. Hey, you still got to sleep. We have two tiny little yip dogs. And let me tell you, I've seen them tear up some chew bones. <laughs> Are yeah. you going to tell me, though, that you wouldn't wake up if a tiny little yip dog starts chewing on you? Uh, yeah. You hope. But... If he's gnawing into your flesh. <laughs> Kick that little... There will be no disclaimer that animals were not harmed at the end of that motion picture either, Josh. Yeah. Because if he starts eating me, that's it. It's, I mean, it's not... We're not talking Cujo here, are we, Dennis? Because well, Cujo had a taste for human flesh. It's over. If it's Cujo, it's over. That was a mean old dog. If you got he a St. So Bernard cute. coming after you, you're done. Yeah. Or man's best friend, that dog. Yeah. He was pretty tough. That was a robot, wasn't it? No, man's best friend was a genetically engineered oh, Rottweiler. Right. That's right. He had the powers of a spider and a cougar. And a... <laughs> Speaking of cougar, have you all, you've all seen the video, right? Of the, oh, the, the cougar stalking that guy? Yeah, that was oh, crazy. God, that's insane. Have you, seen the, have you seen the video, though, of the cougar? Yes, yes. That's hilarious, too. I love it. <laughs> go, back, go find your baby. They're in college. Yeah. <laughs> I've been attacked by a cougar. And it was very much like the one that stalked that dude, so I feel for him. Except for teeth and claws. They had teeth? The cougar I could that say something you? right now, yeah, but the, I'm not going to. The cougar that attacked me had teeth. I it, thought you said it didn't have any teeth. No, it had been declawed, but it had oh. teeth. But then you broke up with her and started dating me. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Anyway, I'm kidding. Let's go to your weird story. Stories of the weird. (laughs) (laughs) So bizarre. I love. What was her name? What are you talking about? Just go to the stories (laughs) of bizarre. It was Libby or something. Some weird shit. 
A little strumpet. I will punch her. Whoa! All right, so here's my favorite weird story. This has been a very weird evening. As it? You're welcome. All right. Josh always brings weird to the table. Yeah, it's funny. It's weird or the rye. I wonder which one it is. Yes! Yeah. I'm not drunk. I didn't say... You're reading very much into what I'm saying, I'm I guess. not drunk. <laughs> We're not! <laughs> sure, we're not... We're, we're not drunk at all. What is happening to this podcast? Is that what we sound like? No. It's falling apart you right all now. Sound, you all sound fine. Stories of the weird. Let's go some weird stories. Weird stories. And right, Josh let's... and I have not heard these stories. Nope. As nope. is as is custom on the bungalow. Alright, so this guy in Brazil is a Brazilian senator. His name is Chico Rodriguez. And he was caught in a police raid. With money hidden between his butt cheeks. How much money? It does not say, <laughs> believe it or not. But he is. He had one dollar. One dollar bill. He is. Uh, he was. He represents. I'm going to botch this name. He, uh, Senator Rodriguez, represents the state of Roraima. Roraima. It's R O R A I M A. Okay. Hmm. Um, and he. He's also been chosen as the deputy leader for the agenda of the administration of the president who won the presidency campaigning heavily on ending the corruption of previous governments. Nice. Wow. Hello, Captain Ironic. Well, who, delicious uh, irony. Who, who cracked this case? <laughs> Charmin. Detective Charmin. <laughs> you might say it. Kind of bit him in the butt. As I say, he's going to be the butt of all jokes. Yeah. Oh, we have a surprise special guest. Hello. It's Squishy Bun. Squishy. Squishy, we're talking about a senator in Brazil who was busted for money fraud, and he was caught with money between his butt cheeks. What do you think about that? Kind of crappy. but there's an official investigation going on and the police said they carried out raids as part of an investigation into the possible misuse of congressional funding directed to the health secretary in Roraima I'm going to say Roraima Roraima to pay for the COVID-19 response so this senator is hiding money in his butt cheeks that's supposed to be supposed to be for, for yeah. COVID relief. Yeah. Look. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying the guy's got to be anal about the COVID relief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did you say? I totally missed it's that. It's not worth saying Where again. Where did Squish go? It's not worth saying again. All right. Do you have another weird story for us? Um. Let's see. So, this one is more of a PSA, especially for people across the pond. So, apparently, a man was killed 
while going for a stroll at 11 o'clock in the morning, he was killed by a herd of charging cows. Really? 72-year-old man in England died after being charged by a herd of cows. And here's here's the sad thing. When it happened, it happened in September, it was the second death in two weeks. From the same herd? Uh, it doesn't say if it's the same herd, but it, but they were both, both people were killed by stampeding, stampeding cows. Wow. Yep. That's, uh, it's just, it, it, so you said it's not the same herd. Or it, doesn't it doesn't say. say. It doesn't Sounds say. Sounds to me like somebody needs to get a handle on their stampeding cattle problem. Right. I don't even know how to respond to that. That's a yeah. That's a grim story. I can't make fun. I don't want to make fun of this boy. Well, you can make fun of this one. Okay. We'll we'll hop on to this next one real quick. So it's a video, and I will. Sh- I promise I will share the video on the bungalow page. This man surprised his wife on her birthday with DNA results <laughs> that their child's that their child is not his. <laughs> what? Yep, he it was his wife's birthday and he gave her this present and it was like a gift bag inside a gift bag inside a gift it was like six or seven different bags inside bags. And she and he and he's video he video recorded the entire thing while she's opening all these. And she's getting all excited, you know, and she's like, Oh my god, you know, this is what did you get me? And then you get down to like the last bag and it's an envelope. And she's like, ooh, this is a thick envelope. And he was like, yeah, I wonder what it is. And she's like, I hope it's that necklace I was wanting. And then she opens it up and it's papers. And she's like, oh, I hope this is like a ticket for a two-week trip to Dubai. And he's like, oh, we'll open it and see what it is. And then she opens it and she's like, why would you do this? Why would you do this today? You've had three years and you do this today. So apparently their daughter is three years old. And he just got the DNA results. And he was like, well, I've suspected it all along that she wasn't mine. And the whole, then the girlfriend, or the, excuse me, the wife is simply stuck on the fact that he did it on her birthday. Oof. Oof. I gotta say, I gotta respect the dude's, the patience that he put into this. Yeah. And the effort that he put into this. And the planning, it's pretty, it's, that's pretty astounding. It is. It is. It is. I mean, that's, that's some, that's some grade A revenge is that best is served cold. cold. blooded. Yeah. Right? Cold blooded. Yeah, so good on that dude. Right. Oh, I would have been the same way. Like, as soon as he got the results, he shared them with her. Which that, just happened to be on her birthday. Yeah. But you know what? You're doing shady shit like that? You deserve to get that news on your birthday. Mm-hmm. That makes me think there's a really crazy documentary on Netflix that I need to watch that I was I heard about on the radio. The guys on the radio do a dark side of the stream mm-hmm. uh, show where they talk they watch a documentary and then they talk about it. They were talking about one called Tread. And it is worth watching. It's only like a little over an hour long. But it's about a guy in uh, Colorado or uh, somewhere up there, South Dakota, someplace like that, who got screwed out of some land 
And then f- over the course of 10 years, he plotted his revenge. And his revenge <laughs> was he bought uh, a bulldozer and then over the course of like three years, reinforced it till it was a tank. He had gun turrets on it. It had like steel plate and everything. And then on the day that he unleashed his revenge, he just drove it out of the warehouse that he owned and started destroying all the buildings that belonged to the people that screwed him. <laughs> and he would, hey. he would run into the building and then he would run down the side of it. Uh-oh. So he would destroy the whole building. And, and nothing could stop him. The police couldn't stop him. He reinforced everything to her. They could not get in there. They were shooting at it and it just bounced off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So I need to watch the documentary to see all the video footage of it because it happened in like not too long ago. Oh, wow. Oh, wait. No, it was a while ago. But the reason we never heard about it on, on national news is because he did it the day that Ronald Reagan died. Uh, and so all the news of Ronald Reagan died yeah. preempted that story on the news. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's called Tread. And it's a documentary worth watching. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Any other weird stories, Cindy? No, that's about it. All right. Well, Josh, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me as always. Cindy, thank you for joining us. I'm not going to tell you guys either one of you. I've, I'm slowly plotting my own revenge against both of you. Why? You embarrassed me at some point. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, I probably did. No. Um, Anyway, Cindy, take us out. So long from the bungalow. I'm pretty sure this is my last appearance. What in the world? (laughs) (laughs) It's not your last. So long from the bungalow, where the air is salty, and I am dead. That's spoopy. <laughs> spoopy. Yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life-loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Like a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Colors Comic Corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life-loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. 